Welcome to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Another episode here on Momnificent today. I am so excited about my guest. Listen to this. We are going to embark on a profound journey today into the topic that resonates with each and every one of us, the intricate and deeply personal exploration of self-worth. Our discussion today isn't just about understanding, but about settling into and embracing your inerrant value and significance. Joining me is Brenda Viola, an author, speaker, and communications coach, and she emphasizes self-worth in her body of work. So we're going to dive into the into the conversation that can transform the way you perceive and value yourself that can start today. Brenda, welcome to Momnificent. I love being on Momnificent. I've been watching your work and I think the content you put out is so good. And I'm really honored to be here today. Well, I am so excited that you and I, our paths crossed after (laughs) many, many years in a very unique way. This podcast pretty much brought us back together again. So for those of you listening, Brenda Viola was an instrumental woman in my life who literally has helped shape and form who I believe is part of who I am and I show up to be today. And I, as a principal, owe a lot of who I am today because of the investment Brenda made personally into my life growing up as a teen. That says a lot. And that touches my heart deeply, Karen. I knew Dr. Jakubowski when she was just a teenager. And it is serendipitous that our paths crossed at a time such as this. And I love speaking to your audience about this topic of self-worth because, oh my goodness, had I known what I know today, back then, I may have been able to make a better impact and not be so striving to be someone because I would have already known that I was already someone. And I think a lot of us work really hard to prove something that doesn't need to be proven. We give and give and give. Often real givers in life are actually, if you peel back the curtain, they're struggling with their own self-worth and they're trying to prove it by giving and giving or never saying no or entering into relationships that are less than and, and, and into situations that are toxic because they don't know their own values. So what a juicy topic. I know. I know. You've already taken us down the road already. I haven't even started my first question, but you know, I love it because I, I create these questions and the longer I am interviewing, um, the better I get at being more candid. Cause in the beginning I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? My brain like lost every thought in the moment. (laughs) Um, but you know, what's amazing is that from what you just said, so I struggled with low self-esteem, low self-worth, low self-confidence, like most of my entire life actually. And 
that's what I did. I had to get someone else's validation of me just to feel better about myself. Oh, and then you know what else I did that really wasn't so great more in high school? I would put other girls down because that was the only way I felt better about myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a, uh, it's a trap. It really is. It's sad. And so let's, let's, let's dive into my questions. Cause I, I know you have just these beautiful nuggets of truths that is going to help a listener who's listening right now. So, uh, what inspired your deep dive into this particular topic of self-worth? What set you on the path to study and explore it? So I was a lifelong prover, proving that I can do this. I'm a fighter. I will make it happen. I was deeply bullied in my youth. I remember vividly and maybe a lot, you know, a lot of people who struggle with their self-worth, it can come from peers, from bullying. It can come from unfortunately, parents, the ones that are supposed to believe in you and build you up and, and be your biggest champion. Sometimes they actually want to keep you in your place because it's threatening to them if you knew your own value and, and walked in your own power. And then there are teachers, teachers who can be wonderful, and they, a teacher changed my life, letting me know I was a good writer. And it set me on a path to be a communicator for the rest of my life. You know, but on the flip side, a teacher who says, oh, you just don't comprehend things well, or you don't play well with others. We, we attach to these identities and make them our own. And that's the fatal flaw because it's an external source telling us who we are. And really the great journey of life. And I think the seminal issue for every human being is to discover who they are and to make a home within themselves. But after years of getting into a bunch of different situations, including a toxic church situation and a marriage that was soul crushing, I finally got the guts to leave. But here's the interesting thing, Karin, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. Mm. And as I was, yes, brave to forge a new life, I realized that I needed to look at my own foundation. Mm. and say, What is the thing that got me into a bad church, a bad marriage, jobs that were less than my gifting? Why was I settling for less in life? I actually ended up on a spiritual journey in Costa Rica and did plant medicine and had an experience where I realized that when I lost my dad at age 10, I disassociated from myself. Wow. And I became the little girl who never wanted to bother anyone or upset anyone, including my own mother. So at age 10, when you're supposed to cry and be sad and lean on the adults in your life, I sucked it up mm. because I didn't want to be a burden. Right. I'm so grateful for that insight because I didn't realize that I was worthy as a little girl to feel feelings. Yeah. It wasn't until I was in my 50s that I finally, after that experience, gave myself permission 
And I said, I will never turn my back on myself again. And I will choose to love that little girl and every version of her in the ensuing years. You can go back and love yourself at all those different stages and learning to finally accept me, imperfections and all. I always say I am flawsome. <laughs> flawed. That's cute. I'm flawed, I'm but I'm awesome. I'm flawsome. So I embrace my flawsomeness now. And <laughs> what I want to do is empower everybody because perfection isn't the standard. And I was meeting people all over my career and all over my life. After I had my awakening, it seemed like every woman particularly I met at every bar stool or every conference or every yoga class was still struggling with their own value. Right. Yeah. And I thought, I want to dive into this. I want to, yeah. I, I know what happened for me, but then I want to know what's really behind this and study it so that I can help empower other people to be able to look in the mirror hoo -hoo, and say, I love you to yourself. <laughs> I know. I learned that from Louise Hay's book, Life Loves You. And the day she, I read that book and she said, stop and look in the mirror and say, I love you. It was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. It feels like a nun in a biker bar at first. <laughs> you know, it's I like, couldn't believe that I couldn't even do that well. I was like, yeah. what? it seems like the most simplest thing. Mm -hmm. And yet, anyway. I love that you said Louise Hay because she also said, and she wrote a book, You Can Heal Your Life, which I highly recommend. I know. And she says, you've been criticizing for yourself for years. Why don't you try approving of yourself and see what happens? And it's a revolutionary concept because we are taught as little people not to be full of yourself. Oh, yeah. don't be proud. We used to look at the L'Oreal commercials back in the day because I'm worth it and say, Ooh, who does she think she is? Mm -hmm. and you know what? She was onto something. She knew who she was and she knew she was worth it. And it's not ego to love yourself. Ego, as you said so beautifully, requires you to put someone else down in order to feel better about yourself. Yeah. Self-worth is treating yourself like a treasured friend. And I always say, if you wouldn't talk to your dearest, most beloved person in your life that way, why would you talk to yourself that way? Mm -hmm. That and makes sense. And listen to the thoughts that you allow yourself to think that you would never say to somebody else. Right. You would never say that. So take us more into where you talk about settling your self-worth rather than knowing your worth. So can you share what led you to embrace this perspective? So I was building this presentation and I was getting excited about it. And what I always do is I float it in front of people that I respect. Say, so, you know, I'm, I'm digging into this concept. What do you think? Everybody was like, oh yeah, we need this. Except this one person said, shouldn't you call it knowing your worth instead of settling your worth? And so I really sat on that for a minute and I thought, no, because I didn't just wake up one day and know my worth. 
when you settle something, when they were settling, you know, a brand new country, it was hard work and you had to dig and you had to build and you had to put in foundations and you had to plant stuff and take out weeds and settling involves wrestling with something. So I'm inviting your audience if they are intrigued by this topic. And by the way, if you're annoyed by this topic, or if it makes you feel very uncomfortable, then I would gently suggest that this is the very thing that is nudging in your soul to work on. Because if you can't imagine loving yourself, oh, I invite you to consider the possibilities. So settling involves a wrestling match. And when you've settled on a house, it takes about an hour settlement day, but at the end you have the keys. So the presentation I do settling your worth takes about an hour. And at the end, I give you the keys so that you can make a home within yourself. Because really, it's always about not the other person, not the bullies that made fun of me in high school. It wasn't about the teachers who did this or the parents who failed at that. Everything in life is between you and you. Yeah. And that's where your power is. And that's where your hope is too. And we talked about this when you interviewed me. <laughs> Remember? That was the very thing we talked about. Whatever's coming up for you is somewhere in your own life. That's something. It's telling you something. It's agitating you. It's the agitation that creates the pearl. Yes. And I yes. am so excited that I had to do that, that I had that interview with you at Karin. I do a podcast called The Alchemy of Pain, and Karin was a recent guest and shared with such candor how being jealous of someone else really upset her, but then it instigated a brand new life and who she is today. Yeah. So yeah, those things that, in, first it's going to make you mad, yeah, and then it'll change you forever. Mm. And for those of you listening, Brenda has a book that she wrote. And Brenda, do you touch on this topic in the book? It ekes out of everything I do. Yeah. yeah. If I'm having a phone conversation, a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, if I'm speaking to an audience of a thousand, I'm on a podcast or it's in a book, it always ekes out because I feel it's like sticky tape. You cannot get away from it. Yeah. When I am upset, if I'm taking something personally, if I'm feeling defensive, if I'm afraid, mm. If I'm depressed, I can always unpack it and say, how am I feeling about myself? And what are the thoughts I'm entertaining that are creating this muck yeah. that I'm in today? Yeah. And so the name of Brenda, tell us the name of your book again. So I wrote the Public Servants Survival Guide in 2020. I had all these great plans because 2020, I was going to do the big book tour and then the world stopped. So I turned into an online everything. I became a certified virtual speaker and my whole life and business turned into an online thing, like most of us, right? Yeah. But the public servants, yeah. The Public Servants Survival Guide is 10 checkpoints that help people determine where they're teetering on the verge of burnout. And if your audience are moms, 
Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to send extra good energy their way. Right? Because no, it's so true. I, I just said this in a post recently, like moms give and give and give, and you're so busy taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And sometimes you're the last person to take care of you and you are important. Mm -hmm. and if you don't put the mask on yourself, you can't help anybody else. Yes. And so, and it's interesting because I do this workshop and I just recently did it in South Jersey with 400 teachers. You told teachers me that's so awesome. Soaking it up because, you know, they've got, and just like moms, just like any busy person, the to-do list continues to grow. Yes. The demands, the expectations yep. from external sources are intense. Yeah. And they keep yeah. moving more and more. They're just it's like playing whack-a-mole. You just can't get on top of it, right? Yeah. So yeah. the only thing you can get on top of is managing how you respond to life. Yeah. You're the CEO of you. Yeah. So taking back your control. And so I love that. Yeah, you can get uh, the Public Servant Survival Guide on Amazon. And I also am offering an inspiration subscription where I teach a lot of my cornerstone classes at a very reasonable price because I want to make it available to everybody. When I take a big stage, that's a different story. But for working folks who are just trying to, and teachers especially, and moms trying to make ends meet, it's very affordable. You can just go to brendaviola.com or my link tree on Instagram and you can see everything I have to offer. Because my goal is to encourage people, yeah. not just to have gotten through stuff, but to get through it and offer a lifeline to build people up. I love that. I feel I like love that. That's why we go through everything in life. It There's is. a reason for it. And the reason is to help other people. And gosh, to let people know their own value and their worth. Right. We want that for everybody. I, I feel like you and I, like, I, I think I said this to you, like every person I have on my podcast at the end, I'm like, I just feel like they're my kindred spirit. And it's so true. Like that is the very reason why I even have this podcast, because if it can help one listener today with one thing that can help them through the next moment, that yeah. is so awesome. <laughs> I just, but it's not surprising that you are attracting people that you want in your world because yeah. your vibe attracts your tribe. You, what you are emanating is what you will get back. Mm -hmm. And the quality, Ooh, listen to this. The quality of love that you give yourself is the quality of love and people you will attract. Wow. So if you're looking around and saying, man, this stinks, man, I got some, I need to get better people in my life then look at the quality of love you're giving yourself. Wow. The longer you entertain what is not for you, the longer you will postpone what is for you. Mm. And why do we entertain what's not for us? Because we'd rather entertain something than be alone. It's hard so to I, be alone. It's so hard to be alone. There are people I talk to who have to have the TV on running. And in their yeah. house, like they cannot, like I told someone I went to Peru for like a silent retreat and they were like, mm. oh my gosh, I could not stand that much time in my head. And mm -hmm. for like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait to do it again. But, but that just shows you how, where you're at with being able to. Uh, so I'm going to tell a personal story here. Okay. Between 21 and 23. 
thankfully I had had this awakening in Costa Rica, but I lost my mom, my partner, my house, my job, and my dog. And I was left with just me. And one of the things I had always taught was there's one person you're guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with, and that's you. Well, here I was now finally, not just teaching that, but really needing to live it. And I always say, I do not give it unless I live it. So I had to live this me, myself, and I-ness. And, you know, we never, we don't get to choose what life hands to us. We do get to choose how we respond to it. And for those of you who are terrified of being alone, I say, oh, you just don't know what wonderful company you are. Know, know your worth. Yeah. Sometimes, and I don't say you have to lose it all to find yourself. Yeah. But in my case, because of my purpose in life, I, I had to lose a lot. And people might say, wow, what's she doing wrong? And I say, no, right? what am I doing right? Because not, and not to make light of the pain or the grief, because that's all real. Right. But someone once said, I think God's testing you. And I said, no, God's trusting me. Mm, wow. Trusting me to respond to life like someone who believes that there is good and that I will see good in the land of the living, and that goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I've become a deeper, more empathetic person because of what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. I think about the woman that knew you. I was in my 30s when I was with you, Karen, and I'm like, oh, gosh, how I wish I could change some things, how I wish I was different. But you don't know until you know. And until you know better, you can't do better. And I do better now because I know better. Yeah. But yeah, you're good company for yourself. Don't be afraid of being alone. Isn't that beautiful? I just love that. All right. So let me pick one more question because I told you I'd keep it to close to 30 minutes, but I have enjoyed every moment and everything that you have shared. Um, but let me just see. Is there a structured process that you found effective in helping individuals better understand and settle their own worth that maybe mm. for you to leave listeners with something they can walk away with? Yes, I want to do that. And thank you for asking that question. So if you are listening or watching and you want to write down on a piece of paper, S-E-T-T-L-E-D, and I will go through it quickly. This is the Reader's Digest version. But number one, if you want to settle your worth, stop the comparisons. Stop mm -hmm. it. You cannot look at that fake person on Instagram who's not even real anyhow and say you're less than that. No. And by the way, you're incomparable. Nobody has your stories, your life experience, your context, your upbringing, your soul. So why compare yourself? Comparison is the thief of joy. Stop the comparisons is the S. E, evict the bad tenants. We're talking about settling and you own the real estate between your ears. Evict. Now it's work. 
when have you ever tried to evict someone from an apartment? If you've been a landlord, it's not easy. It's like trying to get rid of bed bag bugs and termites, but it's work and it's worth it. When you hear something in your mind that you would not say to a beloved friend or family member, kick it to the curb. If it doesn't feel good, flush it, evict those bad tenants in your mind. And then the other T, the first T is train your mind with a, a new way of thinking. No, no, no. Have you ever, you know, Karin, you won a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> How was training? Was it easy? It was the hardest thing I ever did in my life to the point where I was crying at times mm -hmm. in the middle of the workout. It was yeah. that hard. And since I live by myself, sometimes I walk around my apartment and I'm like, no, you are not. No, no, you are not going to think that. And of course, someone walking by might think I was a crazy woman, but I have had to train my mind. And by the way, now, if I think one of those dark thoughts, it's not comfortable there anymore because I trained my mind. So that's the first T. The second T is tell a news story. Instead of tell the story of the victim and, oh, my mom did this and the bullies did that and the church did this. And the, no. Hey, you could look at my story and say it's a bad country song in the last few years. I say, let's turn it around. I did have great losses, but I became a better person at the other end of it. And I did lose a wonderful partner, but after a bad marriage, I was able to experience great love. What a joy, what a beautiful gift. And I attracted that love because I started to love myself. What a great outcome. So I tell a different story. You're not gonna meet me and be, oh, poor Brenda. No, in fact, if you feel that way, you're probably not gonna be my friend. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. So stop the comparisons, evict the bad tenants, train your mind, tell a new story, love bomb yourself. Just like you said, Karn, look in that mirror and start speaking nicely to yourself. I love me, yeah. Okay, might be like the Fonz saying wrong at first, but then start love bombing yourself and expecting love from people. The E, the great elixir for low self-esteem and low self-worth is exercise appreciation. Appreciate your life. You know, when I got a brand new car and I drove it off the lot, it depreciated by 17%. But think about it. If something can depreciate, it can appreciate, which means increase in value and worth. Appreciating what you have will attract more in your life. I don't care if it's as simple as, God, I love my morning coffee. There's always something to appreciate. And the more you appreciate in your life, the more you will have to appreciate. Awesome. And then the final letter is D. Decide that you will never turn your back on yourself again. Mm. Decide you will not betray mm. yourself again. If you hear yourself speaking unkindly to yourself, Say, no, 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 I will not betray myself for I decided that day in Costa Rica, I drew a line in the sand and I said, I will never cross it again. And since that time, I've never been the victim of another person's toxic need to control. I could never have ended up in that cult church at this stage in my life or a bad marriage. No, because I made a decision.
And I hope for your audience that they will make the same decision never to turn their backs on themselves again. Thank you, Brenda. That was so beautiful and so valuable. Thank you for sharing those points with us. What a what an um, amazing takeaway. And we'll try to add those also in the description notes of this episode if you need to go back and pull them out. Uh, so Brenda, uh, what's one final word of encouragement you want to leave our listeners with today? So a lot of people say, why is your company named Vici Communications instead of Viola Communications? And there's a story, my logo is a butterfly and the word Vici means I conquered. So my whole mission, whether it's in conferences or coaching is to help people conquer. But the butterfly started out as a caterpillar and was in a dark place. And maybe some of your listeners are in a dark place right now. I had a friend who actually had a butterfly farm. And when she was learning how to do this butterfly farm thing, she saw this butterfly trying to come out of the chrysalis. And if you've ever seen it, it's a violent thing. It's not like, Ooh, let me come out. No, it's like they're trying to get out. So she thought I'll help it. So she went oh. and the butterfly came out and it was beautiful but it couldn't fly because it's impressing against that chrysalis that you create the strength in your wings so you can fly. So for those of you out there that are in a dark place, keep pressing mm -hmm. because you are creating strength in your wings so that you can fly. And when you get out of that chrysalis, honey, you are going to be beautiful. In fact, you already are. Yes, you are. That's the most important thing. You already are. Mm -hmm. Brenda, thank you so much. How can our listeners find and follow you? Oh, I hope they will. BrendaViola.com is my website. On Instagram, I am at BrendaViola underscore Vici Communications, which is a mouthful, but you'll find it. It'll be great. My <laughs> link tree is there. And I'm on all the social platforms. And also a huge fan, you'll see me following Momnificent and my longtime friend, Dr. Karin Jakubowski. Thank you for the privilege of having me here today. Brenda, this was one of the most special episodes in my three years of doing this. Thank you. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.